Welcome to Conversations with the Unseen. My name is Andy. And my name is Laura. And in December 2019, we began an amazing and completely unexpected journey conversing with beings from the unseen world which has totally transformed our lives. And here we are, after hundreds and hundreds of hours of conversations, doing what our non-physical friends have been encouraging us to do, sharing their message with others who may be interested. So let's dive in. Hello, dear friends. Oh, hello, Mexicans. It's good to be here with you. So today we have um, Rika with us again, which is was so wonderful. It was, for me, such a fun conversation. Um, last time, um, Orika and I were talking with you, and um, and so Orika said yes to um, playing again. So here we are. And today we are going to be exploring with you, Mexicans choosing for you. We appreciate the opportunity to connect with you both and to converse, to be of service. And this topic is one that we hope many will find interesting and helpful. And so we would encourage you to call to mind what would prevent anybody from choosing for themselves what stops you from choosing for yourself for me it's definitely um worrying um about what others will think of me and what that will mean for me what is it for you Ulrika? um i think for me it's very much related to a sense of safety and I think for me, if somehow this ego has a program of if I can make other people happy, then I'm safe. And if I am not concerned with their, kind of their feelings, that puts me in a very unsafe spot. And um, yeah, so it's, it's that. So I'm mainly concerned about other people's feelings. But I think, to be fair, I think there's also an element of um, wanting to look good. So yes, so how other people want, will see me definitely would also play into it. Um, yeah, but it, it, I can tell it's such a strong one with safety because my whole nervous system goes all over the place when the ego kind of gets its hands on wanting to decide of, of, about something. And it feels so bad, right? Like when we don't choose for us, and and I don't know if it's true for you, but I started to see when I'm not doing it more. And when I talk about seeing that I'm not doing it, I guess it's like, I really feel it inside because I really, in that moment, it's like feel much more aligned with the ego than the inner being, which feels much heavier to me. 
yeah, I've noticed that as well, that to me, I think it, whether or not I can choose for myself is completely related to whether I'm more aligned with my ego or more aligned with my inner being. And because for me, it shows up that I feel like I'm being pulled out of me when I'm aligned with the ego. So I kind of feel like there's so many different forces that pull me into different directions. And I kind of, I, it's almost like looking away from me and outside. That's kind of what it feels like. Or it can just feel very, very uncomfortable. And, and it's kind of this inner churning and heaviness and just stress. It kind of just feels very stressful. Whereas when I manage to align more with my inner being, I kind of, I feel like a sense of resting in myself, kind of like a sense of more calm and peace and, um, and just knowing, okay, this is what I want. And then actually I don't think about the other people. So it kind of, I feel more at one with me, not so much at one with everyone. So I'm not quite sure how that fits in with this idea of oneness that we are meant to experience when we are aligned with the inner being. But that's kind of how it shows up for me. And I think it leaves like a bad aftertaste when I'm aligned with the ego and make choices from that point. And it kind of usually is a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of where it's like with the inner being, it feels much cleaner. And, and then if it has made that choice and the ego has accepted it, then that's just what it is. And then that's it. So it's kind of done and dusted. And next thing. And I know you said flippantly, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. But I guess it's like um, what I really hear there is that there are these invitations that keep making themselves to us to invite us to beyond that. Um, but when I get stuck in the ego with that, that just looks like a great big problem to solve. Yeah, for me too. I mean, like, it doesn't feel like a gift in that moment at all. Um, yeah, it just kind of feels like pressure. There is much in what you have been saying. It would seem that when there is a choice to be made, there is a weighing up in the mind of how the choice may impact on others, how it may be viewed or judged by others. And there is also sometimes an emotion, perhaps more than one emotion that will make itself known depending on what the choice is and the circumstances. It would seem that in some circumstances, it is easy and straightforward for the human self to choose for itself. And perhaps this is when there are no implications on others, no one to judge the choice. And so, you could say that in making a choice to try to please others, you are trying to manipulate them. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Trying to control how they feel and how they view you, how they perceive you. You are trying to manage your image with others and this would seem to be a characteristic of the ego. This is what the ego does based on its belief in separation, its insecurities. It tries to maintain favor with others, even to the point, as you mentioned, Ulrika, to stay safe. The ego's belief may be that if others are pleased about the choices that are made, they will be kinder towards the human self. And the opposite also potentially being true if others are upset at a choice that the human self has made, then there could be repercussions that are not so pleasant. And so this would be a factor in making choices. And yet, as you also have described, when one is more aligned with the inner being and is free from those conditioned thoughts, when one is able to choose freely from the heart, events play out somewhat differently. There is a different energy. It is almost as if other people are affected by that energy. Other people can sense that you are trying to please them, manipulate them. And there is a different energy when you choose from alignment with the inner being, which others can sense. And they will respond differently to that. I don't know if this is true for you, Rika, but certainly in my experience, it's something that I wasn't aware of and that I'm becoming more and more aware of because I guess it felt like the unquestioned ego perspective. So the program was just running and then it felt bad um, because actually the ego would say, but there is no choice. Um, there is no choice because, well, what would I do with my kids? Or there is no choice because I need to earn the money. 
um, or there is no choice because whatever it is. Um, and I guess I'm just noticing that choosing for me is definitely a practice. Um, and for me, it really requires slowing down to notice where, like you talked about that contraction and that feeling inside. In fact, I'm reminded of recently a conversation you and I had, Ulrika, when something had occurred in your world and there was a reaction, but then there was a, what would it be like to choose for you? And I remember we then, you chose for you and what you said afterwards, which is certainly true for me as well, is, oh, it felt like there was no decision to make. It was just, here's what the inner being said. And it felt so much more spacious to go with that than to, what is it you would talk about, like winding yourself like a pretzel, like to try and make yourself fit into somebody else's reality. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember <laughs> what that was because there's been a lot in the meantime, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's true. Like once I kind of managed to align with the inner being, it doesn't feel like there is anything to debate. That's for sure the ego. Like the ego kind of can debate until it falls over and dies, right? Like, I mean, like there is no end to it. And um, so, yeah, so... It just it's just clear then because I guess it's a different question, right? Like when I'm aligned with the ego, it would be more about okay, what's right in the sense of rules and other people and blah blah blah. And as I said, it would be kind of focused on that. Whereas when I ask the inner being, it's only about is it true for me or not? And and then I don't know, there is no debate because there is usually then just a yes or no, and that's it, right? And um and I have more moments that when I make, when I am trying to make a decision and I notice I'm in that usual kind of upheaval about it, that I then stop and think, okay, hang on a minute. Shall we ask the inner being at least what I would, what would be true for me? And then the ego is usually like, yeah, okay, then <laughs> let's ask. <laughs> and, um, and then it becomes much easier. And the inner being's perspective would always be a loving response and in choosing from the heart and choosing what is true for you this has a an energy of kindness not just kindness towards yourself also kindness to others and it is not the human self's responsibility to manage the emotions of another. Sometimes the ego will say, if I choose for me, this other person will be upset in some way. What will they think about that and how will they feel about my choice? And we would say, let their journey be their journey. The separation that you perceive from a human perspective is an illusion. 
there is no separation. You are having the experience of contrast, separation, fear, judgment, in order to be who you really are, to be love and to be light in that environment where there is apparently a lack of these energies. And it is just the experience that you are having. And just as when there is darkness, when there is fear, when there is anger or hatred, that is an opportunity to be the presence of love in that situation. In exactly the same way, when there is apparent separation, that is an opportunity to know yourself, to be infinite, infinitely powerful, and choose for you in an environment that would tell you that that is not sometimes allowed. There is that contrast again that you came to experience. And I hear what you're saying. And I'm also thinking back to all of the times I have said yes to, for instance, work because I wanted the money. But if I was really choosing for me, I would have said no. But I felt like I couldn't say no because I needed the money. And so this is something that as we're talking, I'm thinking like everything we talk about Mexicans, at the essence of it, it's really simple. And yet the living of it can be so challenging like for the human self. And so I guess I'm wondering like, what would you have said to that person that I was, like that I'm describing back then? The guidance would always be to check with the inner being and follow its guidance. The ego sometimes mistakenly believes itself to be responsible for all that occurs in its physical reality and the creation of money in order to pay bills is a high priority for many human egos and yet as seen from the non-physical perspective there are many aspects to life that are more important than having money or not having money. And having money can be a contribution and a curse, depending on your energy. Not having money can be a curse and can also be a blessing. And it depends on your energy, how you respond to any circumstances in your physical world, whether it be having money or not having money, having a healthy body or not having a healthy body, 
or any other circumstances. The key to your experience of those circumstances is your alignment. And if you know yourself to be the inner being, having a human experience, to align with the inner being and to follow its guidance, will always provide answers to questions. You know, when you talked about the responsible ego there, it makes me think of phrases like, I have to, I need to, I must, I have no choice. And what's occurring to me is these, I guess, are the kind of um, flags that let us know that when we are having that thought, that the choice is being made from the ego, not the inner being. And I was also thinking how the ego is so good at kind of proving its own case, right? Because so in those moments when, and I can relate to that, to that too, right? But in those moments when you think, okay, I have to choose this because I need the money, it kind of comes from that idea that this is the only piece of work that you can have, right? And if we were to align with the inner being in that moment and maybe check in with that part, and if that part says no, maybe it means that a better piece of work is just around the corner that would be fun and would provide money, right? But the ego is like, see, it's good that I chose it because we needed the money, right? Kind of still kind of making us believe that we would have been in a terrible situation if we hadn't. And there is also a belief that the only way that money can flow in is through work. The ego can open its mind to other possibilities for allowing wealth and abundance to come. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it goes to very much aligned with that idea that it's mainly work, maybe lottery, but that obviously even the ego realizes is not a high chance. Although somebody just told me that they know two lottery winners that won a lot of money. So the ego said, okay, maybe. <laughs> but I think for the ego, it's the sense of, yeah, but how? How could, I mean, like, what would happen, right? Because then the third option that the ego can see is that somebody has to die to inherit some, and that the ego does not want. So it's, it's interesting how the ego kind of finds different ways of limiting itself. What we hear you say is that your ability to choose for you is in some way compromised by the need to have money. And that is a belief, that is a story that you are believing. And therefore, it is true in your reality because you create that situation and it plays out in the world of form. The human self has evidence to prove that what it believes is in fact true. And we wonder what would happen if the human self were to believe a different thought. You know, Mexicans, I really love how sometimes you are just so lovingly bull-busting. We have had much practice. <laughs> but it's a brilliant example of where for many, we would say, yeah, but it's real. We can't choose for me. 
because what would happen to and what the I guess what would come after that is everywhere where the ego had made itself responsible. And so perhaps there is an opportunity for an experiment. We always like a nice wee experiment. As we have said, experiments never fail. They always provide greater awareness, which is extremely valuable. And so what would happen if the experiment was a single small step in the direction of choosing for you? The experiment cannot fail. The experiment will give you more information, greater awareness. And I love how you said a single small step, because I certainly know for this ego, what it does is it makes it a great big ginormous step. <laughs> And it scares the shit out of itself. <laughs> and then it's, it says, no way. <laughs> yeah, that's my experience too with my ego. It does not like big steps. It comes up with also ginormous steps, but it really doesn't like it and then won't do it. Actually, my favorite small step at the moment is to just flow love to the program because the ego then thinks, oh, phew, I don't have to do anything. It hopefully works. It feel, definitely feels better, but I don't have to do anything. So perhaps to be aware of some aspect of your experience, your human experience, some aspect where you feel there is opportunity for choosing for you just a little more. And in doing so, it is like flexing a muscle. It is introducing a different energy very gently. And of course, what also happens is that those who are experiencing this difference in energy, small difference, but noticeable, they are being educated that you are now willing to choose for you in this circumstance, whatever that may be. Actually, this makes me think of my experience um, of when my kids were babies and I wanted to stop breastfeeding <clears throat> because at first... Um, I would maybe think, okay, maybe I should start now. And that would have been the ego kind of deciding, okay, for whatever reason, I should stop. And I really enjoyed it though. And then it would never work. They could just tell that I wasn't in it properly. And then with, with each of them, once I, I reached that point when I knew, no, now it stops. It's a stop. I don't, I can't or don't want to continue anymore. I had that sense of having like, this iron rod going through me or like a sense of inner steel that this was just it now and it feels like there was no crack in it where they that, that had any other energy I guess it was like a very clean energy I guess and um, and then it was not a problem they just got it very quickly and 
it makes me also think of the guy who invented Aikido and who was who just kind of made sure that his energy was 100% and then people couldn't find a way in, right? So that's kind of what it makes me think. So you're describing alignment, alignment with the inner being, alignment with who you really are, which can also be interpreted as alignment with all that is. And there is that power that you're accessing through your connection with the inner being. And you know what's just occurred to me that I'm chuckling, that I've forgotten. As you know, Ulrika, last year, I did an experiment, a six month experiment, which was all about choosing for me and not chasing the money. And to start with, the ego was somewhat freaked out about it. Um, What's really curious is it's now a year and I'm still playing that same game. And it's fascinating because the ego was like, well, you're never going to be able to do that. But actually just by choosing an alignment and trust in the inner being, it's worked out in a way that I can't explain. And I don't feel that I have compromised my quality of life at all and that's just occurred to me as a way of like I guess the contrast between the me that I thought I couldn't choose for me because I had to choose the money and actually when I think of the energy of that person as opposed to the energy of me now it's really hard to put into words I want to say the word is priceless actually so there is a shift that the human self cannot explain and therefore many would describe as a miracle a great gift that you have given yourself through surrendering to the inner being giving up control from the ego perspective and allowing life to unfold in perfect alignment with the energy it creates a different experience of being human. There is more peace. And as you have discovered, life unfolds in ways that cannot be explained. The word that comes is liberation. And what occurs to me is that even when the ego does pipe up, which it sometimes does, it can be, it's very quick to remember, oh yeah, that's not my job anymore. And it's, it really makes me want to laugh that it, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Not my job, not responsible for that anymore. How much of our lives when lived on like automatic pilot are spent in the quest of like money because the ego thinks that's what it needs to keep it safe and happy and this perspective seems true to the human self and it is just a perspective we encourage the human self to be open to other perspectives other ways of experiencing the world of form other ways of 
making choices. And that is what we would encourage anybody listening to this conversation to do, to be willing to consider other perspectives and to let go of the need to control what seems to be happening. Let go of the need to try to manage other people's perceptions and emotions and just choose from alignment with the inner being and allow events to unfold in the perfect way as they will. When you were saying that, I just got such a sense of relief because I think for this ego, whenever it gets caught up <clears throat> in feeling like it has to manage people or life, it's so exhausting and heavy and learning more and more that it's not necessary. It's just such a relief and, and, and freedom in life or liberation, as you said earlier, which yeah, just feels so much more pleasurable and Again, life is much more worth living like that. Um, it is the exciting adventure that you came to have. And so as we bring this conversation to a close, Mexicans, I wonder if you have any final words that you would like to share with us or with anyone who may be listening to this. We would encourage anybody listening to conduct their own small experiment in an area where they feel they are not choosing for them. And perhaps consider connecting with others on this journey of liberating the ego from its misunderstood way of experiencing the human and physical dimension. To be in community with others, and perhaps this is an opportunity for you to mention briefly your own community. I'm chuckling, yes. So there is the Powder, which is uh, currently a seven-week exploration um, for people who are interested to learn more about living from this perspective. Um, and then beyond the Powder, there is a community called Wizard School. Um, and Wizard School is all about coming together tapping into the power of who we really are and creating our lives from more of that energy and um, doing it in community. At this point, if anybody wanted to um, have any information about that, the best way to do that is to contact um, me um, on laura at lauraborland.com. We'll put the email in the show notes or to send an email through the Conversations with the Unseen um, website. 
And Ulrika, you're part of like the Wizard School community. So I wonder if there's anything that you would share about your experience of it. I think for me, this has become such an integral part of my world and something that I'm not missing. I, I think I can, I'm very proud to say that I haven't missed one event yet. <laughs> and normally my ego will be like, oh, I have to attend. No, I'm not. <laughs> but this is all free. I mean, like it's your free choice. And, um, but anyway, so it's, it's just so nourishing for me. It's um, a reminder each week to stay on this journey on course um, having a community of people who are being on the same journey is so um, strengthening and empowering and it's just encouraging to hear different stories from different people and it's a very safe space to practice and ask questions and yeah it just feeds my soul and or my inner being and um so yeah so I just love being part of it and there's so many awesome kind of offerings within that that I can only highly recommend to anyone who wants to learn more about this and and wants to have that support that ongoing support because for me the biggest challenge is not to forget uh, so so I have kind of now built in a few reminders throughout the week so that I don't forget and and that has really helped and I imagine that people who are trying this on their own it's probably possible but I would imagine it's so much harder and so yeah just being part of that community is also a lot of fun it's it's a fun way of learning this and um yeah and, and welcome to anybody who's up for this yeah I, I think what you said there is so true Ulrika it's this is not a journey that I would be able to take on my own um, because I'm inspired by other people, I learn from other people, um, I'm encouraged and supported like by other people and there's something about doing it in community where you know when you hear about someone who's really living from their um, alignment with their inner being in an area and you're like wow well if they can do it I can do it mm -hmm. um, and so it feels like we're all growing and expanding together. Yes yeah, and how beautiful is that? so different to being in school where it's all about how well you're doing it's just it's just kind of that fun together and encouraging each other inspiring each other and just keeping it going Mexicans you've described it as a, a place for inner beings to hang out because there's more than enough place places for the egos to hang out in the world and so perhaps this is an opportunity to choose for yourself um, experience of a different somewhat alternative way of experiencing being in human form we flow love to you oh, Mexicans you. I love you thank you so much until next time and thank you Ulrika I love you too I love you too, and it was lots of fun, and thank you so much to all of you. Until next time. You've been listening to Conversations with the Unseen. If you'd like to know when there's a new conversation available, then remember to subscribe and also to share it with others. If you'd like to have a written transcript of each conversation, then you'll find this on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. And... If you have a question you'd like us to ask on your behalf, or if you would like to join the mailing list, 
then you can also do that on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. Until next time. <laughs>